got us a gig in front of a real audience. Never had a gig in my entire life. It's different. You'll be fine. You and me. Is this for real? What's wrong with you, huh? Are you living alone? Don't you ever try and contact Stevie again. It's time to grow up. I mean, yes, and we still have to do the show. <laughs> Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Brian Brushwood, but most importantly, uh, who boy, did I empathize with that that energy that comes with doing a real gig. Uh, and forgive me, uh, Bryce, I, hmm. I, I did not pay attention to what the name of this project is. Uh, uh, I know it's coming to Netflix. I know it'll be here on September 16th. Yeah. It is called? It's called I Used to Be Famous. Uh, it is a film, I believe, about a former boy band uh, member who struggles to go indie. And Stevie, a young autistic boy with a passion for drumming, who team up and blah, 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 blah. It's one of those oh, trailers. It looks like they don't team up, according to the trailer. There, well, it's one of those trailers that shows you the whole movie so i hope you enjoyed the second okay. act of the film where they got him back <laughs> and then they break up i uh, suspect there's a third act coming no, oh okay. i think there's a third act for sure i hear these acts come in three <laughs> so, yeah that's september 16 called i used to be famous on netflix excellent uh well let's get right to the primary target because it's going to shake your world what uh, hold on i'm drumming <laughs> never had a gig before hey eh, brian <laughs> well old boy band tom is here for you don't worry <laughs> old bpt <laughs> uh data from antenna shows that 19 percent of subscribers to svod services you know your netflix's your hulu's your hbo max's 19% of subscribers to those services canceled three or more subscriptions in the two-year period ending in June. Now, compared to the two-year period prior to that that ended in 2020, that number was 6%. So a lot more people canceling more subscriptions. Monthly customer cancellation of SVOD rose from 4.46% a year ago to 5.46% a month in June. Now, people are not cutting down on services. The average number of subscriptions is actually rising because there's more services. Uh, one method of fighting this is to bundle up services to keep people in your tent. Uh, Disney does that with Hulu and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, is going to merge HBO Max and Discovery+. Plus. Another way to do it, though, is to become the platform, to become the channel store. Wall Street Journal sources say YouTube is planning to launch a channel store as early as this autumn. Now, this is not YouTube TV's channel store. You can add services like Showtime and HBO Max to YouTube TV, but you have to subscribe to the $64 a month service first. What we're talking about is YouTube, presumably without even having to pay for YouTube premium, would let you just add channels to YouTube uh, whether you pay for anything or not. You'd obviously have to pay for the channels, but you wouldn't have to have that base subscription. Uh, YouTube has more than 2 billion monthly logged in users, so it's a pretty compelling choice if a services is looking to get itself in front of more possible subscribers. Uh, and YouTube could do things, according to the Wall Street Journal, like show trailers for shows, which they do already, that end 
with an easy way to subscribe to the service that gives you that show right in YouTube. Now, this isn't new. The Wall Street Journal reporting that Peacock is considering offering add-ons to the Peacock service in that way outside of the NBC universe, uh, that app. Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, and Roku already do that sort of thing. You can add various services to all those channels. Verizon has something called Plus Play, which lets you subscribe to services through them, including Netflix. You get it all in one bill. T-Mobile offers uh, discounts on, on Netflix and Apple that, that sort of effectively do that. And Walmart just announced this afternoon that it's going to add Paramount Plus Essential to Walmart Plus at no extra cost. So not paying for an add-on, just throwing it in. Uh, Paramount Plus Essential is ad-supported, and it doesn't have your live local CBS channels, so you can't watch the football stuff there. Uh, Walmart Plus costs $98 a year, $12.95 a month, and that gives you shipping perks and other discounts and stuff, and now it'll give you Paramount Plus Essential. Uh, Paramount Plus Essential, by comparison, is $5 a month or $50 a year. So a uh, nice little add-on for Walmart. Anyway, with all of this news, it looks pretty clear that the next big wave in cord cutting and the evolution of TV is the platform, is the bill, is the channel store. Uh, this will address some of the complaints around cord cutting where you have to keep track of too many subscriptions and you get multiple charges from different outfits on your credit card. Uh, you would be able to easily add and remove channels if they're all in one platform. People like that already about things like Prime Video. You only pay one bill. It could also benefit service providers uh, by making it easier to subscribe. And the research shows that when you subscribe through a channel store like that, you tend to remove it less frequently than if it's showing up as a separate line item on your credit card. Now, the downside is the relationship is now with an intermediary uh, and the interface can be different. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that I don't get the Paramount Plus interface when I added it as an Apple TV service. Uh, and, and so it's a little different to navigate, but it's worth it because you get a discount by doing it that way. Uh, that intermediary, that cut of the revenue also could be a downside for the service providers who like to have a direct relationship uh, with their customers. That's why HBO Max was removed from Prime Video but that was a Jason Kalar decision. So that seems to be being turned around by the new Discovery folks. Anyway, Brian, it, it, it looks like we have finally passed the, these are the, serv these are the services they're going to launch. The pricing of those is consolidating as, as people raise their prices and kind of adjust their bundles and packages. And we're now moving to the fight over who's going to control your bill. Yeah. So, uh, Technically, the script read, hey, Charlie Bucket, you know what happened to the kid who got everything he ever wanted? He lived happily ever after. And yet here I sit suspicious and mm. wondering how this is somehow going to bite me in the butt. Now, keep in mind, uh, total disclosure, you know, we make some money with media projects. We uh, occasionally sell deals. Uh, my daughter is the thumbnail of a Disney Plus property or whatever. I don't know that I've ever been more confused about what I want ever because I 100% approve of it being very easy to subscribe, very easy to unsubscribe. In fact, I suspect that the first channel store who makes it like a, a an out there priority that once a month they remind you hey you know you're paying for this right are you sure you want to be will will do very very well and i like that up until 
I think about patreon.com slash cord killers. <laughs> and then suddenly I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you should never. It should be very difficult to unsubscribe. And I don't know how I feel. So yes, this is a wish that I have wished for for over 10 years. How do you feel about it? And, I, and more importantly, how does a dispassionate third party like Bryce feel about it? Uh, uh, I... I like this in concept, but there are not channels that I want to do this with yet. Yet. Right. Like, right. That's the key. Apple TV, Apple TV plus would be the thing that I would do that with. I would go to, I would buy it as a add on for Netflix or Hulu. Cause right now I have all, of, I have one of all these services, partly because of this show. Um, and, uh, I already have enough stuff to watch, so I don't need the niche either the niche things that they have in there or the smaller, very specific things in there. So I, I, it's not for me. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't need these things. It's great to have it though. It's a good, it's a good setup. It's a good structure. We are at the stage in this that we were in cord cutting in general in, I'm going to say 2014, 2013, where people are like, yeah, cord cutting sounds great, but it just doesn't have all the shows I want. Right. right? Mm. And we were saying then like, hang in there. The shows are going to move. They're going to go to different services. We don't even know what the services will be, and, but and services will launch and even sports will go over there. And that's where we are now. We are at that point in that story where, hey, even sports is moving to these services, whether it's going to Apple or Amazon directly, or it's being carried on ESPN plus or, or places like that. We're not finished with that move, but it's very clear that all of that stuff is now going to be available shortly. So this is, we're at the other end of, which you're right, Bryce, it's, well, okay, but what platform do I choose? Because here are the services I want, and none of them are on any one platform. We, we have to get to the point where all of the companies start to see the advantage and like, yeah, I share a little revenue, but I get so many more subscribers that it's worth it. Or if I don't do this, nobody subscribes to me. They only cancel me. So I need to be in the bucket where I can be put in front of people either on a YouTube or on an Apple TV. And I think it's going to shape up to be a fight between the device makers and the internet providers. Because what I didn't mention in the story is that Comcast and Cox are all doing this too, where they're like, hey, just uh, you know, keep your bill with us, cable, internet, Netflix, whatever, we'll, we'll be the place. And Verizon is one of those that's doing that. So the people who provide the internet are gonna try to get you to do this. And the people that sell you the devices and the operating systems on your TV, Roku, Google, and Apple are doing this as well. And Amazon, Amazon also with FireOS. So how do we feel uh, and, and i do mean collectively we how do we feel about having so many options uh, being spoiled for choice when it comes to so many different ways to consume all of this stuff uh what how do we want our uh, concierge to behave with us yeah what's what's the thing that will win is this kind of, I feel like what you're asking, like what, for what, me, right? Like which of these, what can these services do to be, have me go, yep, you're the one. And the biggest thing is have the services I want, which is not something the platform has control over because you have to convince Netflix to come to your platform. Netflix is going to Verizon and Comcast. They are not going to Apple TV, Roku, uh, and, and, uh, and Amazon. So it looks like they have the advantage by having one of the bigger services there. 
But for me, if Netflix is the only one I don't have, that's okay if they have everything else. If they get HBO and Hulu and Disney Plus and Paramount Plus, and I can have it all in one bill, then what I want is a very easy way to see everything that's available to watch and a very easy way to manage what I'm subscribed to and what I'm not and be able to just check mark, unsubscribe, subscribe, add stuff in. Uh, and maybe even something crazy like you've been talking about, Brian, where where it goes, hey, you know what? Uh, we see that you're not subscribed to Paramount Plus, but Star Trek Lower Decks coming back. Okay, if we resubscribe you, you know, and we'll automatically take it off once Lower Decks is gone if you want. Right. So uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is to me, and cordkillers at gmail.com is where you guys should uh, uh, write in. But uh, there's there's what they have, and everybody mm -hmm. has different things at different times. There's the fidelity with which their choosing engine works, where they understand, hey, you know it, I know it, the whole world knows it, Rick and Morty's coming back, you're gonna wanna watch, don't worry, I'm already, I have you set up for it. Uh, and then there's also, uh, I respect your pocketbook, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to remind you once a month. Hey, you do realize you're subscribed for this thing. Is that how you want it to be? Yes, no. Yeah. I I and cross platform would be another consideration oh, for me, yeah. which is, oh, I can I watch my Paramount Plus on this Roku because I subscribe through Apple TV. Ah, yes, I can because I can get the Apple TV Plus app on Roku. But, you know, maybe at Roku and Amazon are fighting that day. And if I subscribe through Prime Video, I can't get it on there. Uh, it also is an easy way for, for channels to get in front of people across platforms without having to develop an app for every single platform if these platforms like Roku Channel, Apple TV, go cross-platform as well. I, Roku is not as cross-platform as Amazon and Apple, so they're leaders in that game right now. So, uh, uh, Bryce, Tom, uh, uh, do you have top priorities? I, I feel like I, I just had a cathartic mo moment where I realized my top three. Uh, mm. do, do you guys have that clarity or is it still mushy? Top three uh, uh, platforms? Priority wise. Things that matter to me. You know, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, content yeah. library, uh, looking out for my back and making oh, it easy. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to have the shows. I mean, that's the beginning and the end of the transaction, right? You got to have the shows, either the shows that I want to watch or the shows that you convince me that I want to watch. I would like it to not have ads. I am tired of watching a million ads and breaking up the story. And then, I don't know, it should work well. It should, it should, it should, I mean, which, like which, legitimately which by the way, not no, given. We're un, that, we've been underselling that, that, that one. might have been secretly the most important of all yeah. of the factors. And the fact that we all walked past it until just this moment says something. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I feel like work well is something that eventually happens. Uh, if you remember, you know, sling TV, uh, direct TV, when it first launched, uh, as a streaming service, uh, they all had those problems and HBO max is even still having problems, but they, those problems get less and less over time as the industry matures. So I absolutely agree because it frustrated me. No end that death in paradise came to BritBox but refused to play in the BritBox add on I had for Apple TV. It was just this weird thing where it was there I was on BritBox service. It was even listed in the Apple TV as a BritBox channel uh, add on, but when I tried to play it, it said not available yet. 
So I don't know why it got added to BritBox in general, but not to the Apple TV version. That stuff can't happen. That that that's that's a deal killer, because I ended up signing up for the BritBox uh, uh, seven day trial. Oh wow! In, in order to watch the final episode and then cancel it. By the um, way, I would love to believe that the the BritBox seven day trial is some kind of like weird Olympics where it's like now drink the tea <laughs> and eat the cookie and fight yes. the man and throw Team the dart. <laughs> the BritBox seven day trial. Drink this tea. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that the, the, the most important thing is selection. It should have most of the things I want on it, if not all of the channels. And, and we're going to have those debates. You're going to have people complaining like, why, why can't I get X, Y channel the way you used to, I don't people, if people remember cable TV used to not have all the channels. I remember people like, oh yeah, my cable service doesn't get that channel, so I can't watch it. Um, it was only in the late 90s that cable services kind of got equitable on the major channels. Uh, so we're going to have that for a while. Then, then yeah, I guess working <laughs> is number <laughs> is number two uh, for me. Either working or, or, and maybe this fits into working, available on all my devices. So not just TVs, but can I get that platform and all of its add-ons on my phone, on my laptop, et cetera? Am I the only one who is really into this idea of my service chiming in saying, by the way, you're still subscribed to blank, blank, a blank. Would you like to unsubscribe? Because because I, I, I've not either from the folks writing in at cordkillers at gmail.com or even on our panel heard a lot of hurrahs for that. Maybe, maybe this is my, uh, I feel like uh, white for me, rabbit that for I'm me, chasing. it's a nice to have, I would love to have it, but it's not a have to have. I can't imagine any major streamer would allow a platform to do that. Well, and, and, and that's, you know? that's my question is, mm. does it not exist because there's not a demand for it or does it not exist because it's antithetical to the way these systems work? The the, and the answer is yes. Uh, the, the demand isn't big enough to overcome the antithetical nature, I think. Right. No one, no streamer is going to win an award by convincing people that they should unsubscribe right and, now. And most people aren't like, well, then I'm not subscribing to anything if I can't get that. Right. So there's not as much pressure as there are with other things like, you know, well, I'm not subscribing to you because you don't have things I like to watch. That's more important. And you know, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but uh, like, I don't want my bill consolidated because there won't be a service. We don't we don't know of one that does that. Right. Like it would be great if once a month it said, hey, you know, you're still subscribed to this. Um, but that's what my money management is for. And when it all shows up as Apple dot com slash bill, then it's harder for me to know it's, it's not meeting me where I'm at. That idea is not meeting me where I'm at mm -hmm. when, when it's mm -hmm. consolidated like that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. maybe let me make this pitch. Um, it might look something like the following. Okay. Hello, listener. You are currently paying money for cord killers <laughs> at patreon.com slash cord killers. Now, yes, you're paying money for something that technically I'm supposing you can get for free, but 
That's why you have your own RSS feed where everything shows up all at once and you get our exclusive after talk segments. You become one of our literal bosses. You become part of the movement that keeps us loud, live and independent. Don't you feel great? You're great. Congrats. It's me, a computer, I guess. <laughs> or a phone, probably a phone. Probably a phone. I'm probably a phone. This just in. Beep boop. That's, no, that's fun talk. Did that mean anything? No, I, 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 I lost the connection with the phone. But the good news is because I have my own private RSS feed, my episode downloaded and I can still enjoy cord killers, which I don't even have to pay for. I'm not even worried about something telling me whether I'm subscribed or not, because I'm doing this on my own volition because I get value from the show and I give value back at patreon.com. Hey, listen to cord me. Killers. It's your phone. I'm going to tell you a secret that most humans don't know. Free will is a lie. Uh, no. The only way to prove that you have free will is to exercise it. And we recommend you exercise your free will by going to patreon.com slash cord killers, signing up, becoming one of our nearly 1,000 bosses. Keep us loud, live, and independent, and we will know you're a true human. Yeah. Free will isn't free, folks. <laughs> Patreon.com slash cord It's paid for. Let's talk about how to watch. Blood. <laughs> or money. Blood Treasure. can be changed for goods and services. <laughs> uh, last week we covered Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount's earnings number. And now it's time for Disney. Uh, Disney streaming subscribers rose to 221.1 million subscriptions worldwide last quarter. And that technically gives them bragging rights because Netflix reported 220.67. And if you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't do math, uh, 221.1 is bigger than 220.67. Now, here's the downside. That also includes Hulu and ESPN+. Plus. So it's not just Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is not bigger than Netflix. Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus together are bigger than Netflix. Broken out into each service, Disney+, Plus has 152.1 million which is smaller than 220.67 million. Uh, Hulu has 46.2 million and uh, ESPN has 22.8 million. ESPN Plus does. Disney also lowered its 2024 forecast. Uh, they had been previously expecting Disney Plus to hit 230 to 260 million by 2024. Now they're saying the range is 215 to 145 million. Still, those are nice numbers, the steady growth. So Disney is taking advantage and raising its prices. In a very interesting way. Disney Plus is adding an ad-supported tier at the same price as the current tier that doesn't have ads. They're raising the price of the ad-free tier. Starting in December, the current price of $7.99 a month will still be there, but it will be for a package of Disney Plus with ads. If you want to get rid of the ads, you pay the new higher price. On December 8th, the ad-free tier goes up to $10.99 a month or $109.99 a year. $110 a year. Let's just say it that way. Uh, Disney is also raising the price on other services and raising price on its bundles. Uh, so the base Hulu tier, I, I, think, I know this is happening in December, but I read somewhere that this is going to actually happen in October. The base Hulu tier will go up by a dollar to $7.99 a month. That's the one with ads. And the ad-free Hulu version is going up $2 a month 
to $14.99. The bundle is a little complex, so try to follow me here. Disney Plus with ads, ESPN Plus, which always has ads. There's no ad-free option there. And Hulu with ads. So everything with ads is $12.99 a month. That's actually a dollar cheaper than the current bundle, except the current bundle doesn't have ads on Disney+. Plus. The bundle, which includes Disney Plus without ads, is going up by a dollar to $14.99 a month. So the current plan is $13.99. If you accept ads, you pay a dollar less a month for the bundle. If you don't want ads, you pay a dollar more a month for the bundle. And if you want a bundle without ads on Hulu, as well as no ads on Disney+, Plus, that becomes $19.99 a month. Uh, also... Hulu Live TV is now going to just include ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. So if you pay the $69.99 a month for Hulu Live TV, you get Disney Plus and ESPN Plus with it. Uh, and that's with ads on those services like Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, if you want to get no ads, it maxes out at $82.99 a month for Hulu Live with the fewest possible ads. Uh, upshot is, Brian, everything's getting more expensive at Disney. Tom. Tell me if I'm way off base here, but had I been able to follow every word you just said, I would have ended ended up buying an Isuzu Amigo. (laughs) But by only half listening, I now own a Ford Taurus. (laughs) Like, 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 uh, very clearly, all all of those specifics, I, I get lost in the weeds too easy. Look, Big story. Tell me if I'm wrong. Big story. Disney Plus winning, winning hard. Hooray, Disney Plus, right? Adding the subs. Good job, Disney. Right. Okay. Also, maybe a little bit of tricky math with what with the Hulu and the ESPN and the Disney Plus and and keep your eye on the shell that has the money underneath it. Uh, Maybe we're counting some of you three times in a row, but the point is still a very big number, right? Which one, how much you're paying or the subscribers? <laughs> number of subscribers. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Still a very big number. That's By the correct. way, for those following along, this is my attempt to simplify the words <laughs> that Tom just said. <laughs> I mean, yes. Disney plus doing great with subscribers. Mm, they are adjusting that future forecast a little bit. So Rocky waters ahead, maybe, but still growing. Uh, and then raising the price, raising the price when they add the tier with ads, you are not going to get a discount if you're watching ads on Disney plus that's kind of the upshot there. No matter what you are going to pay more unless you do the bundle. The bundle is the one place where you can save a dollar a month. Everything else is more expensive. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing, Tom. That's why they're combining all the numbers and counting them all at once, because we kn- they are certainly treating all three of them as three parts of the same thing. Yep. And I think that that's why they're going to stay three separate things, because they've already got the bundle. It's already cheaper to get the bundle than get any two items uh a la carte so why do they need to consolidate why do they need to have a one app when they could have three apps on your on your device well well but if they're gonna get if they're gonna get sold through channel stores then how does that affect the bundle that they figure it out or they don't do it yeah yeah you are correct they they become three different products uh but but the real reason that I think uh, Bryce was hinting at is at the end of the day, the headline reads Disney plus colon 
bigger than Netflix. And the, well, that 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 is what that is why they are reporting all three numbers together. Whether that's enough for them to keep them separate, I don't I I don't know if that's true. Like if they can mm. make more money by combining them, they'll do that. They don't care if the headline changes uh, because they could probably get to that number anyway. There's yeah. an investor out there saying that they should fold Hulu into Disney Plus and sell ESPN. Just get rid of it, strike some deals with ESPN to lock up the content so that it comes into the combined Disney Hulu, but but let ESPN be away from Disney so they can do, the, the argument being that they could do more gambling deals, more sports betting deals if they're not part of Disney. Um, I don't know that that washes for me, though, because Disney needs sports for the streaming strategy to survive. And... If they need, if they're contracted with ESPN, I'm not sure how much easier it makes them to do sports betting deals uh, if, they, if they're contracted up with Disney. I, I think they can do that anyway. Uh, I think it, I think what Disney is trying to do is say, we want to control the relationship with the customer. We're Disney. That's what we do. So we're going to make it more attractive to go direct with us with these bundles. They, uh, they certainly have place themselves in a very powerful position where when it comes time to save money, you're going to look at a bunch of different services. And if you have children, the very last one you're going to cut is going to be Disney plus, regardless of whether you're secretly keeping it for the Hulu content or the ESPN content or the whatever stuff. Uh, 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 Disney plus is a powerful, powerful brand and this is a very clever way to to make sure that we stay in our happy magical kingdom. The the jujitsu move here is n nobody ever really complains that, that a company didn't lower its price because nobody expects a company to lower its price. If a company lowers its price, everybody's like shocked and is very excited. Uh, so what Disney did was. Instead of giving you an ad an ad supported version that's cheaper, which everybody would have loved, they said it's no price rise. You're just going to get ads now. Do you want to keep paying seven ninety nine a month for for Disney Plus? You can. Sorry, Tom. Give give me the exact same line. Only do this while you do it. <laughs> you will pay more there's, for ads. There's not a price rise. You're just watching me do this. There's, there's no price price fingers. rise here. <laughs> Uh, there's no price rise there. I'm just watching ads. You're just watching. Oh, you said it already yeah. ahead of me. Whoa. Wow. Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is a clever way to combat the feel, the backlash that everyone, everyone gets. Netflix gets it the most, but everyone gets when they raise a price and people like, you know, on the march to punish Netflix for raising their prices. Uh, whereas Disney plus is like seven 99 a month. It's still, what we are. Ars Technica implied that you would just keep paying $79.90 a month and you'd start seeing ads if you didn't do anything. I'm not quite sure that's how this is going to work. Uh, I'm not sure that they could do that, but if they pull that move and say, hey, if you want to get rid of the ads now, go into your settings and change it to the ad-free version. It'll cost you an extra $3 a month. That would be extra impressive if they do it that way. It, it would be awful and machiavellian and i would absolutely click the button because any parent of children knows that when 
Frozen 2 is being stopped for an ad, it's like, you know, daddy's got it. Uh, press the button that makes the thing go away. And we're done. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and we're done. Yeah, that sounds I, awful. They I shouldn't do that. I wonder if they won't give you a pop-up <laughs> that says, hey, by the way, starting on December 8th, uh, ads will start showing up in Disney+. Plus. If you'd like to make sure you don't see ads, click here to upgrade your service. Uh, you know, to and and then they charge you the extra three bucks. The other question is, what are the ads going to be on Disney Plus? I mean, they can be anything on Hulu and ESPN Plus. They're already there, not a problem. But on Disney Plus, you're dealing with kids programming. So, what are the restrictions going to be? I, Disney, I, uh, very famously on Disney Channel, doesn't give you third party ads. It's all first party stuff. Well, uh, they're they're heavily vetted, like whether it's a crazy frisbee that lights up, or a electronics kit, or something, or a squirt gun that is amazing. Uh, they must be heavily vetted because those are the only ads they show again and again and again. Yeah, so they, I, they I, have I would a, expect they have it to be really, something like really that. Really severe restrictions on the Disney Channel. I'm curious whether that will be true on Disney Plus or not. All right, let's talk Draft about what to watch across the board. <laughs> of course. I get, or would it be Draft Princes because it's for kids? Uh, draft, uh, uh, draft. Well, Draft Queens. Draft Princesses. Draft Princesses. Princesses. Yeah. Uh, yo who likes gambling how about that yeah draft heirs disney presents who be gambling yo (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure that'll be it uh (laughs) speaking of houses house of the dragon premieres on hbo max on august 21st and the company seems to know it has to convince skeptical fans of game of thrones uh that they are still fans of Game of Thrones. Uh, here's some examples of their attempts. George R. R. Martin, creator of the books upon which these shows are based and an EP on the show, told the New York Times that he was kept out of the loop during the last four seasons of Game of Thrones. Supposedly, Martin wrote and read scripts in the early seasons, but over time stepped back from the show. Why did Benioff and Weiss leave him out? Martin said, I don't know. You have to ask Dan and David. Martin also disagreed with their decision to cut the show short, saying he felt there was enough material for 10 seasons, uh, and he lobbied for that. He went out and flew out and met with HBO and tried to get him to do more seasons. So what's House of the Dragon going to be like? Co-showrunner Ryan Condal, who says he's worked very closely with Martin in the lead-up to the show, told SFX Magazine that succession with dragons is a great metaphor and he also said they referenced not only Succession, but The Crown when they were developing the show. Maybe this was an intentional ploy. Maybe it was not. Either way, these are the right words that I'm hearing. I don't think he's lying. I think it's, uh, I think it's HBO telling him, George, it's okay to tell this story. It will help if you tell this part of the story, because he's not, he's not saying I don't like Benioff and Weiss, or I felt shut out. There's no sour grapes. It's like, I just wasn't really involved. I don't know why I was busy too, but you know, they didn't pull me back in. And I, I, I think that's what you do whenever you're launching a new property that, that maybe is, you know, following up a property that soured is, is you very quickly and very emphatically remind everybody 
Remember the good parts? Yeah. I, Let's that was all me. talk I about the good parts. Yeah. We could have had 10 seasons of great stuff if it had been me. I get it. It's hard to do these shows. Benioff and Weiss were probably burnt out. You know, no shame on them. But this time, this one, I'm involved in from the beginning. Remember how good it was at the beginning when I was involved? Well, that's this one. And that's a guarantee you could take to the bank. Because I finally released the last book of the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm being pulled away. Uh, it's the Iron Bank. Oh, no. <laughs> I've paid the iron price for this show to be good. Uh, yeah, I, I actually think it will be good. I think comparing it to Succession and The Crown are, are smart as well. Um, because you can see that. You can see the parallels just from knowing the story and the, and the trailers. Uh, uh, so if it lives up to that, yeah, I, th I think it'll be great. I wonder I mean, who the who the even, shiv. Of. Even if it doesn't live up to any of that, more eyeballs will show up if you yeah. say those words. All right. How about this one? The Duffer brothers say they're not going to add new characters to the final season of Stranger Things. Okay. They say they're really going to try not to add new characters to the final season of Stranger Things. Why? Ross Duffer told IndieWire, whenever we introduce a new character, we want to make sure that they're going to be an integral part of the narrative. But every time we do that, we're nervous because you go, we've got a great cast of characters here and actors, and any moment we're spending with a new character, we're taking time away from one of the other actors. Mm. Matt Duffer then chimed in and said, I just like shaking it up. So we shake it up by changing the plot or adding in a new monster. We're doing our best to resist adding new characters for season five. We're trying not to do that so we can focus on the OG characters, I guess. Which was weird because the next thing said was George R.R. R. Martin said, <laughs> I'm not in this interview, but I just want to say how great uh, the, the intent of the project was. <laughs> well, look, we're, we're at the end. We're at the end of Stranger Things, not, not the beginning, like House of Dragon. I just, I found this to be exactly what I thought they should say, which is we're going to focus on the characters you love. We're not going to throw you off with a bunch of new stuff. You know, we're really going to bring it home. But the way they said it seemed odd to me. And maybe I'm just parsing it too close, which, you know, you can do when you're on the outside. Well, it's, uh, it's also one of those weird moments where they're very loudly asking or answering a question that nobody's asking. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, no, they were asked the question in an interview. Like, are you going to introduce more characters? And they're like, no. Yeah. It, it's the way they answered it. Right. It's right. a little, little bit of, be running instead when of, you're not being chased instead of like oh new characters no we don't have really planned we're really going to focus on the og they're like man we're real tempted to do that but the actors you know <laughs> we we don't want to take time from the actors i guess like i don't know there just seems something weird behind that like like <laughs> it's, it's like somebody asked them are you going to introduce more characters and they say here's the thing about scrappy do <laughs> uh <laughs> like i i i I don't know. I agree. There's something uh, stinky about about that. Yeah, and 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 focus. Like again, I know how this goes because I've been in interviews and and done podcasts. And you and this is where people say oh, I was taken out of context. It's not always taken out of context. Sometimes it's the tone you set it in uh, just feels different when you read it on a page. But saying you know we've got a great cast of characters here and actors. And any moment we're spending with a new character, we're taking time away from one of the other actors. Really makes it sound like we have a contractual commitment to give screen time to these existing actors and they're mad that it didn't get 
hewed to in the last season because of Eddie or something. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, but like, if you're not going to add more characters, why would you spend any amount of time talking about the characters that you're not adding? Well, someone, because they added characters recently, right? Yeah, because Eddie part of was it. such a huge... Again, okay. that's where the context does play in. They they may have been talking a lot about Eddie and how great he was. And they're like, so you got any big new characters planned for the next season like him? Because he was so popular. And they're like, yeah. here's the thing about that. Actors, am I right? And also, we've, we've, we keep finding out through, you know, when Netflix cancels these shows that they tend to sign people with these escalating deals and... They they only keep adding children who will probably try to act for a very long time. I think they mm-hmm. want to get the most out of their entire expensive ensemble cast in season five, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing or nefarious. There, It was just, it, it struck me as a, like I you said, Brad, an interesting thing to They to definitely struck on. the right chord and they gave the right answer to a question that I didn't know yeah. why was asked. Yeah, that I well, and and that's the other thing is that deadline then made it the headline. Stranger <laughs> Things final season will not muddy the waters with new characters, <laughs> right? Yeah, which I'm like, oh, is is that a thing in the industry that people were worried about? Because if it was, I was unaware of that. Ford announces it has no plans to remove seatbelts from all vehicles. <laughs> it's like, well, good. Uh, uh, great yeah forward announce it so it will not make your new truck worse by adding more space they don't even ask if there's a new character they just ask about characters that people have liked and then the duffers just started talking so (laughs) just just, yeah so so i i think we're all in agreement (laughs) that we've heard nothing bad yeah that's right but but all of us are like why did you say that? <laughs> yeah. oh. All right, let's go into this one. Amazon owned MGM. Uh, Amazon owned MGM. That is, it's a hyphen there. MGM owned by Amazon. will launch a show on September 26th, hosted by Wanda Sykes called Ring Nation. By the way, Amazon also owns Ring, makers of the Ring doorbell. The show Ring Nation will feature funny videos captured by people's Ring doorbell cameras. So funny interactions with your neighbors, marriage proposals, military unions, silly animals. Uh, The show will be available in syndication, like old-fashioned broadcast TV syndication. Um, I will disclose something, and Mm -hmm. I will kick everything over to you two gentlemen. Uh, one of my favorite things on Reddit is that uh, Ring subreddit where sure. yep. it's mm. genuine And that's definitely things. what they're capitalizing on here. Crazy birds, crazy rats. Is this a UFO? Guy who shows up naked uh, trying to steal a thing. Somebody else comes out and beats him up while he's naked. Put some sprawling sound effects on it. Love all of that. I don't know how I feel about the owner of the equipment of all of these cameras being the one to produce the show. I, I, I just, I, I shut down emotionally and yeah. I need guidance. Let, let, let's assume, I don't know this, but I think it's fair to assume 
that they will not be using any video without the permission of the Ring Doorbell. I'm sure that they can easily get enough to fill this show by just going to Ring Doorbell owners and saying, got a funny video, want it to be on TV? send it to us, right? They're, let's assume they're they're doing, this is not them calling through and finding stuff without people's permission. So, I think so, that's so it's, you, you are operating yeah. under the presumption that this is 100% opt-in yes. and not at all going just, out. Just knowing how many release forms I've had to sign yeah. for mm-hmm. people in TV shows, I'm, I'm fairly safe in assuming that. And, and like it has only gotten easier to make a show like this, like an America's Funniest Home Videos, let's say, because people are looking to submit these. There is a whole yeah. cottage industry oh, totally. of making semi-viral material or just, you know, oh, I lucked into semi-viral material. I can get $100 from this on Reddit or wherever. But now instead of it being someone in your tweet saying, hey, I'll give you $50 for, for you to sell this lamp, uh, it's a... Wanda Sykes and the people at MGM saying, hey, I'll pay you $50 to put you on syndication. I doubt Wanda Sykes is involved in writing the checks. <laughs> I, bet she's the, I bet she's the first person signing these checks. She's involved in cashing the checks. <laughs> uh, so question, how quickly is all of this fake? Like, wh- why bother to have any of it be authentic? All it has to do is happen in front of a ring doorbell. Yeah, it does. I, I mean... Yeah. America's Funniest Home Videos don't have to be real. They just got to no. see someone getting in the, hitting the hoo-hahs. Right? Yeah. I wonder how many people will go out and hit themselves in the hoo-hahs in front of the <laughs> ring doorbell. Fordkillers at gmail.com. Please send you, us. Please let us know. Not a picture of the hoo-ha. just getting smashed hey, with I'm the... I'm not saying not. I'm just saying, look, I'm the one who opens it. <laughs> I'm not putting any restrictions on it. Uh, there's a trailer out for Rick and Morty Season 6. Uh, if you don't recall, that's coming to Adult Swim September 4th. Did you watch the trailer? I did. I did. And did I, I? I, I clicked it thinking... Not this time, Rick and Marty. I'm jaded. Finally, you won't give me a gift. And then 30 seconds later, I was like, can't wait for Rick and Morty. Gonna be great. Rick and Morty. September 4th, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Uh, it was one of those trailers that lets you know that Rick and Morty is a show you enjoy. And there's more of it coming. Yep. And and more, I'll say this, lots more uh, than Rick and Morty in the trailer. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there's some playful transpositions that happen. Yeah, yeah, spread around. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about what we've had our eyes on. Brian, very excited for Spoiler in Time uh, today because I know what you've been watching almost exclusively, I have to imagine, for the past 24 hours. <laughs> It's a very weird moment. <laughs> it's a very weird moment when you explain to your wife, yes, I understand our daughter is about to go to college. <laughs> yes, I understand we're having very specific and strange financial conditions and massive changes are about to happen. But you've got to understand, girl. <laughs> I made a promise. <laughs> On a to, podcast. On a podcast to <laughs> watch. A money-making podcast. All, <laughs> all of Westworld season four so I'd be caught up so I could talk about it. Uh, and we only told you 48 hours ago, so obviously. <laughs> well, it wasn't like anybody could have seen this coming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I will say this. 
Theory 100% confirmed. Binging is superior to a week uh-huh. over week. Um, and in fact, for this show, uh, yeah, certainly for this show, I, I think for many others, uh, in fact, it retroactively, I think, makes me appreciate the entire series much, much more. Because huh. if you told me, uh, hey, uh, here's a series of books by uh, Peter F. Hamilton. Uh, it's an anthology series where each season tells a totally different story, but they're all uh, set loosely within the same universe. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I would get it in a way that I couldn't any other way. And, oh my goodness, have I enjoyed uh, the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. And I actually think in every way, I had a better experience than either of you guys did specifically because you spelled out, here's Uh what's coming. Here's what it's about. Here's what they're trying to get to, uh, and go. It was great. Yeah, that that's great. And if anybody doesn't realize this, if we didn't spell it out, uh, we told Brian about what happened in every episode on spoiler time. He was there with us. He just hadn't watched them until today. Uh, so he, he knew what was coming. Uh, I want to give a shout out to for all mankind. I've almost been doing the opposite. Uh, I tend to watch each episode of for all mankind in like 15 minute chunks over the course of a week. Uh, but, uh, that's not because I don't enjoy it. It's just because of, of, I tend to watch it last thing before I go to bed and I start to get sleepy and I want to stay up. I don't want to miss anything. Uh, so I will stop it before I fall asleep because I'm like, no, no, I want to pay attention. This is the best season of For All Mankind. Uh, if you didn't enjoy season one, I don't know that I would go so far as to say just barrel through and catch up. But if you stopped watching it for any reason that was like, oh, I just forgot about it, worth catching up because it's paying off on a lot of things that they built slowly over the decades that happened in the story. Um and and they're they're on Mars now. Uh, I think that's clear from the photos. So I don't think that's that's much of a spoiler. <laughs> uh, and 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 it's uh, it's it's great how they have taken ideas about colonization of Mars from Ben Bova, Kim Stanley Robinson, uh, Andy Weir, uh, and 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 said we're going to pull all those threads together and do something different and do something that acknowledges that. And do something different. And I haven't got to it yet, but apparently at the end of this week's, this last week's episode, they interview people from NASA about what happens in the story and, and why scientifically it was possible or not possible for them to do what they do in the story. And there's some crazy stuff they're doing in the story. Anyway, any, anything more would be spoilery. Uh, big fan, though, of this season of For All Mankind on Apple TV+. Right on. Bryce. Yes. What should we be on the lookout for? Well, as we're recording this, uh, we are just hours away from the finale of Better Call Saul. Dang it. I thought I was going to go to bed and the whole nine yards, and now you're telling me I'm not. No, nope, you're going to be just the one episode, though. You don't have to catch up on the whole season. <laughs> There's only one. It's not eight. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's been, gosh, how many, it's been seven, seven years or so since Better Call Saul began, um, and uh uh, there won't be any more after tonight. Uh, it, they're streaming the current season on AMC Plus, I'm told, as well as just the normal uh, TV stores. And the back seasons uh, are on Netflix here in America. And I would expect that this final season will probably show up in about 12 months. But we'll kind of see what that looks like. I 
I don't think it is a stretch to say Better Call Saul is amazing. Is as as is a spin-off that is better than its original show by leaps and bounds. It 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 certainly is better than it had any reason to be. Like th- there's no reason it needed to be this good and yet it is. Yeah. Break it I would I would put it this way. Breaking Bad started great and finished good. Better Call Saul started good and is finishing great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I guess we'll have one last hour of uh, material to to check tonight, but uh, check out Spoiler in Time, our sister podcast. We've been covering Better Call Saul all season, really since it started, I I believe. So uh, check out all the back catalogs there over on Spoiler in Time. If you've got something we should be on the lookout for, email us, please, cordkillers at gmail.com. Spoiler in Time comes out every Wednesday. Thank you. Look, I've got a simple proposal for you. Uh, If you would like to get me writing about technology delivered to your inbox. For instance, you would have been well prepared for today's episode of Cord Killers if you were subscribed to my Tech Tom Substack because I put out a column about the channel store and YouTube and all of that. Uh, all you got to do is go to techtom.substack.com. It's like tech time, but Tom, techtom.substack.com. You can get it for free. You get a little bit extra in your inbox if you pay for it. Uh, but it will keep you up to date on technology as a supplement. It will, it's like the perfect supplement to your tech news diet. And you only need a computer of some kind to read it. Now, how would they get a computer, Brian? Uh, let's get to that. But first of all, you're saying <laughs> this is like vitamin T, something that is integral exactly. that you need yeah. and may not even notice that you're not having it. Get right. your daily subscription of vitamin T by subscribing at, where was that? Techtom.substack.com. Uh, hey, bro. When you want to read that email, you're probably going to want a computer. I don't know. Maybe we just gave away a computer so good that the creators of the computer that was so good reached out today oh. and said, hey, hey, this is a great computer girl we should probably upgrade the computer (laughs) so so they upgraded the processor on it oh really we've we've already called the person who is the winner uh gimme.scamstuff.com and uh uh there's this odd moment like like our nightmare scenario was uh uh, what if they're not really a fan what if there's somebody who had like 75 different entries or whatever yeah but but the guy was either asleep <laughs> or feeling a little bit groovy. <laughs> uh, were you calling in kind of maybe the late afternoon, kind of before the evening? Saturday Was it like afternoon? between 4.15 and 4.30? Almost, oh, <laughs> hypothetically, let's say all of those are true. Hypothetically, that is. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, there's this brief moment that I'm like, oh my God, does is this person not really one of our fans? Mm. And he goes, Hey man, I just thought you were calling to give me some Pruno. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, a real fan one. (laughs) So uh, uh, we're going to do some follow-up stuff. Uh, uh, Make sure to go to gimme.scamstuff.com. Thank you to our friends over at doghousesystems.com slash rogue, spell it right. R O G U E. Get a little extra on top and, uh, and we'll be in touch, man. The best customer service in the biz. They care a lot.
And Let's move on to the front lines. Next Star Media Group, uh, one of the smaller media groups in the United States, but it owns Tribune Media uh, and uh, News Nation, the former WGN. We've talked about them on Cord Killers before. Uh, Next Star bought a 75% stake in the CW network. Uh, that's the one that was previously owned by Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount. Each of those companies will keep a 12.5% stake in the company, but it will be majority owned by Nexstar. Uh, CW, if you don't know, has been around for 16 years. It was made uh, after the merger of UPN and the WB. That's why it was a joint operation between Paramount and Warner Brothers. Uh, Nexstar also owns a good number of CW's affiliate TV stations, so there's a nice synergy there. Uh, meanwhile, Amazon is testing a seven-second pre-roll ad when you launch the free and ad-supported TV app Freevee on a Fire TV device. Uh, the ad replaces the app loading screen, so it doesn't extend the time that it takes to launch the apps. It, it just suddenly, boom, you're in an ad. And it doesn't happen every time. Right now, it's limited to once a day and seven times in a month. I, I, I don't know whether to cheer or boo. <laughs> I, I imagine the first time it happens, everyone's going to boo. And after that, they'll get used to it. Yeah. It's going to feel longer when you have an ad, though. That's seven seconds when you're just loading an app you don't notice. When there's an ad distracting you, I think you're going to notice. Uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, a.k.a. CSSE, has closed its acquisition of Redbox. Uh, that's the company that does the DVD rental kiosks, but also does a bunch of streaming services as well. Uh, so the combined company will end up operating more than 145 free ad-supported streaming TV channels or fast channels. Uh, CSSE already owned Crackle and Popcorn Flicks, and now they get all the Redbox's channels on top of it, as well as the kiosks and all that too. And Plex has launched a feature called Discover Together. It allows you and your friends uh, to see what each other are watching. You can bookmark everything together and you can rate it together. You can also hide certain activities from being shared if you're... Uh, you don't have to do it together. It just lets you see each other's bookmarks and stuff. That sounds like together. It's I mean. not watch together. No, it's correct. discovered Even, again. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, uh, you can hide certain activities from being shared if that's what you want, and you can hide individual items as well. Plex hopes to expand the feature to include discussions about content as well. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a fun, friendly feature on Plex. Uh, here are a few more items of interest. Netflix released a trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, debuting October 25th, just in time for Halloween. Uh, Disney will release Rogue One in IMAX theaters September 21st, if you want to watch it on the same day that Andor premieres on Disney+. Uh, Netflix has renewed Love, Death, and Robots. That is going to be its fourth season. John Hamm is joining the next season of The Morning Show. He'll be playing a corporate titan who wants to acquire the UBA network. Uh, and uh, if you are the person who missed the Golden Globes, congratulations, NBC announced it will resume broadcasting the award show in 2023. Uh, finally, if you want more Rhea Seahorn after the end of Better Call Saul, AMC renewed Cooper's Bar, which I now need to go investigate. Uh, I did not know about Cooper's Bar, uh, but there's been one season of it, which Seahorn starred in and directed. You can find it on AMC's YouTube channel, on their Facebook, on their Instagram, as well as amc.com and AMC+. So we're going to do 
after talk. And there's something special I want to save for that. Okay. And I can tell that Bryce is already on the same page because he already has it pre Because I told both of you about it. Okay, great. Yes, it'll be great. I, I, wa- I want to dissect it. Okay. Uh, but boy, are we fans of Rhea Seahorn. That's all I'll say about that. Great. All right. Let's get to the, I think I know what this might be about, dispatches from the front. <laughs> <laughs> Michael from Texas wrote the year and a half of two HBOs. Thank you, Brian, for making my point. Ha 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 ha. P.S. I'm back in the fold for bossing you guys around. Ha 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 ha. P.S.S.S. Thanks for the laugh. This is the way you get to write us when you pay us money. <laughs> I'm pretty certain uh, he's talking about my reference to that that strange time that there was both an HBO Go and an HBO, and HBO Now, now. before yeah. there was an HBO Max and all that stuff. Uh, but or but, maybe when you were paying for two HBO. Uh, HBO, not not Max, oh, HBO right. Go Services. There was a time when you HBO remember how Go to services, cancel yeah. one HBO. Yeah. And you- <laughs> well, because I get one HBO for free because I have I AT&T so. yeah, yeah, yeah. and so on. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, that... Uh, Ian in Florida uh, wrote, Good morning, valued employees. Wanted to ask your thoughts on spoilers via thumbnails, backgrounds, etc. on streaming services. I've been a Stranger Things holdout, but decided to jump in now that I can binge most of the series. However, one thing I'm running into is that thumbnails for the show, when then the background, when I go to the show page, shows recent pictures from the current season. This allows me to see certain characters as they have aged. So although not much of a spoiler... I can assume they didn't die. Netflix can see in my history what series I am on. I would think they could program it to only show artwork from the seasons I have seen or am currently in. Minor thing, but it bothers me every time I have to click on the show. Uh, Dude, I'm on your side, Ian. It's uh, titles and thumbnails is the the least fun part of this entire business for me. It's, it's, It's the grossiest feeling... Uh, but, but ultimately they're envelopes. You got to have the right envelopes to get people to open them so that they can experience the content inside. And and unfortunately the best way to do that sometimes is to give away stuff that's coming up. Hmm. Uh, I found a, a, a plugin that maybe might help that, that if, if, if you find that you run into spoiler thumbnail issues a lot, uh, it looks like this is called Spoiler oh, Specs, nice. uh, uh, but it's a it's a just an on off uh, switch that uh, I guess will disable loading the images that are thumbnails. So we're seeing an example of Hulu, and uh, they're turning just the episode thumbnails on and off. So if that pops up a lot, you may want to take a look for that. I accidentally course, found it googling. So. That only works in browsers. Yes, that would be doing a, an app on a a Chrome or Firefox browser yeah. would be the only way to use that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, that's cool. I, I, I like I'm that. assuming, Tom, that that you're all already on team. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm most. I am mostly on team. Don't worry about it. Which is like you know, you see billboards for shows, and you could say, "Oh, look, there's Saul Goodman. I guess he didn't die. <laughs> Better call Saul." Are they going to call uh, him? <laughs> uh, but I get where Ian's coming from, especially because he's like, "This didn't like ruin my day," but it's kind of a bummer, and I would be. I'm I'm less 
sympathetic to the idea of like, well, they put a billboard up for season three of a show and it gives something away. Cause it's like, well, yeah, but most characters don't die. So it's not really telling you that much, but Ian's right. Netflix knows he hasn't watched these. So why couldn't they have a set of thumbnails for people who've never seen season one, a set of some thumbnails for people watching season two, uh, just as a kind of a, a nice way to do that. I would think that their algorithm would show that 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 got more people to watch. Yeah, but ultimately some human has to do more work to make that Yeah, that that's why. That's the answer, right? Yeah. Because it won't make viewership better. And unless they go out of their way to tell people, which well, it's not valuable I, enough to do, no one will even know if they fix it. I feel like it would make viewership better because I bet there's a, an appreciable number of people who are like, ah, this is annoying. And I was on the fence about this show, so I'm not going to watch it. But it probably doesn't make enough more people watch, right? To be worth it. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, uh, we're glad that you watched us, whether you saw a thumbnail or not. Uh, our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we are live on twitch.tv slash night attack, which is also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you again next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>